What's up, everybody? Coach Rob here, back at it again, in the chair, the stuff, talking about lifting things and eating things and whatnot, and all the fun, kooky shenanigans that go along with that. Okay, this is part three in a series that began with parts one and two. Uh, part one, we taught, we touched on my ketogenic bodybuilding hybrid approach to physique competition, how I did it, how you can use that as well to maybe develop your best physique in terms of those out there who are trying to produce an aesthetic result for whatever reason, whether that's to be a physique competitor for a particular event that's coming up or a photo shoot or just damn it, because I want to look ravishingly peeled at the beach this summer which at the recording of this particular video, it is getting our asses kicked by summer. Got a little heat wave going on. It is hot today. It's like a heat index over 100 here in beautiful Western North Carolina. It is hotter than Beelzebub's butt crack here, but we are still forging ahead, suffering through it to bring you more amazing content. We do have air conditioning here in the gym, but my gym, just to paint a picture, is really just a giant metal box sitting in the sun. So the poor air conditioners are working double time to try to keep up. We have the thermostat set on 70 and it's like 85. But it's still better than the 100 degrees out there with the sun beating ass down on you. So anyway, I digress. Back to the show. Um, so yeah, so I said in part one, we talked about the nutrition element. Um, protein and fat. We talked about carbohydrate being uh, used for some as a very productive tool in order to achieve that aesthetic goal. In part two, we touched on the training element. If you watch that and you've watched previous videos, you know that I'm a huge proponent of high intensity training. You get a much higher intensity, much lower volume. Recap to, to summarize the greatest amount of intensity that you can accomplish in the shortest amount of time possible, especially within the gym setting. So today we're gonna to talk a little bit about the aforementioned refeeds and carbohydrates around training. Now, before the entire carnivore keto interwebs cult comes crashing down on me because I use the C word, um, understand that the strategies and techniques that we'll be talking about implementing today are not for everyone. There's your disclaimer. Clearly, there are some of my clients that are full-blown carnivore diets that consume just scant amount of carbohydrates, and that's fine. Some of my clients are more on the, for lack of a better term, whatever the hell this means, more traditional ketogenic diets, which you know, typically allows for no more than about 30 to 50 grams of carbs throughout any given day from mainly vegetable sources, typically. There are some people doing that and having amazing results with it, and they love that, and that's great, that's fine. I call myself a hypercarnivore, for lack of a better term, and I still use elements of my ketogenic bodybuilding hybrid approach sort of intertwined with my hypercarnivore diet, and it's pretty much the way that I ate during my 2019 and 2021 contest preps and did rather damn well, I'm very, very pleased to say, during those 
particular campaign years. So I did use carbohydrates around my training during nearly all of my contest prep years. I still do it today on occasion when needed. I kind of go by feel now. I can be intuitive with it because I know my body and I've been training hard for 30 years. I've been dieting and competing at a high level for over a decade. I've been heavily steeped in the bodybuilding community. I've been you know, part of the, the keto carnivore community for quite some time now, really hardcore since about 2010. So I've kind of paid my dues and what I've done works. And I wanna share a little bit of the nuances of that with you today. Element, L-M-N-T, element. Packets are electrolytes, sodium. It's the real deal. They're this awesome little drink packet. You drop it in your water, shake it up, drink it. I will literally have two or, the, two or three of these things a day. Drop one of these, sometimes two, in a big water jug and drink it prior to training, intra workout all the way through training. You're gonna be burning through sodium and electrolytes and these things replenish and restore and they taste freaking amazing. Support this channel, support your electrolyte needs by ordering some Element. Listen, if you use my link, and that is www.drinkelement.com slash Rob Goodwin, Element will give you a bonus packet of drink packets you get this big sample pack for free just by placing an order using my link get some packets these things are amazing get some now put them in your water put them in your coffee chug them down drink them pre-workout drink them post-workout i promise you you will not be disappointed element i am a certified salt dealer and then take that as you please. Now, clearly the part that is going to piss some of you off is I can't give absolutes and specifics because everybody that I work with is a little bit different. Whether you're working with me with full coaching, which is my gold program, where you get everything but the damn kitchen sink, you get custom training in the gym, you get cardiovascular prescription, you get your unique division of macros, you get your energy slash caloric ceiling, that is around the individual and their goals. You get unlimited Zoom check-ins, which is really cool. Uh, and you can get 24-7 messaging, blah, blah, blah. You get it all. Uh, every, you know, those clients know that the numbers are going to be a little different for every single person that I work with based on what their goals are, their genetics, their gender, uh, their background, their history, body composition, et cetera, et cetera. Also... Um, you can do a consultation if you really want to dial this information in to more specifically to you. And what we can do in that 90-minute consultation is we can kind of do a quick history, find out where you've been, where you want to go, and then we can crunch some numbers and, and really paint some, you know, some, some broad strokes and even some fine points as to how we can structure it around your individual needs and goals. But for the most part, these are some of the cool bullet points to just to give you a general uh, idea of how I like to do these things and it's been very successful. 
So first of all, why would we eat carbohydrates around training? And there's a couple very simple reasons, and it's kind of tried and true approach and why it works so well for somebody who is going to be going through a period of restriction and dieting in order to really peel off as much body fat as possible and subsequently try to hang on to as much hard work you know, hard worked for lean mass as possible to achieve a particular aesthetic result on a particular day. So first of all, you know, using carbohydrate accomplishes a couple of things. For many people that I work with, not everybody, relax, get your panties in a bunch. Being in super long-term ketosis is not always a good thing. And it's not always a good thing for a lot of people. I don't like staying in super long-term ketosis myself. Some people do have some issues with some electrolyte imbalances internally in the organs. And uh, some people just, you know, just don't react well to super long-term ketosis. And there's a, uh, there's a variety of reasons. And I like the idea of having a greater level of metabolic flexibility rather than just sticking to one primary fuel source all the time. And I think it's good to shake things up and occasionally sprinkle a little gas on the fire to keep things sort of burning along consistently. So adding a little bit of structured carbohydrate around your training accomplishes these things and more. So because I eat very you know, protein, fat, Centric. That's the overwhelming majority of the foods that I consume is just animal-based foods. Lots of red meat, lots of eggs, some fish, poultry, pork, shellfish, things of that nature. I will have a little bit of full-fat dairy on occasion. Might have a little bit of full-fat uh, Greek yogurt unsweetened. Uh, might have a little bit of cheese. I tend to cook almost all of my food in, in either beef tallow or butter or ghee. Um, if I use oils, which is rare, I might use some good extra virgin olive oil or avocado oil or macadamia nut oil, but it's not very often. And that's pretty much it. So to say that I am in a glycogen and glucose depleted state most of the time is not a stretch. It's a fact. So when I'm about to go into a hard training session, maybe it's a heavy leg day or a big back day or whatever, I like to have for myself somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 30 grams of uh, carbo complex carbohydrate, uh, sometimes a little bit of simple carbs with that, but not much, uh, about 30 to 45 minutes before I go into that hard training session. So what's going to happen when I do that? Clearly, I'm going to bump out of ketosis if I'm in ketosis, which is fine. I'm going to also use that effective energy from that carbohydrate, which is a very you know, efficient and effective uh, fuel source for intense muscular contractions. Just a fact it is. So I will utilize those carbohydrates during training. Now, if I'm dieting, like when I was dieting for a competition and I was in a severe deficit, you know, sometimes my workouts would really be lacking, even if I was taking in a decent amount of fat. So by introducing a little bit of complex carbohydrates right before I trained, I found I was really able to go super hard on my session, even when I was in a deep deficit. So it was very helpful at that time. Number two, anyone, especially us guys, well, you know what, anyone, 
When you're trying to achieve an aesthetic goal, you're going to be evaluating your physique regularly, daily, hourly, <laughs> by the minute. Because, you know, you're going to be a little bit obsessed, especially if you're going to do a competition or like a photo shoot where it's all going to be on display for the most part. And you're really pushing hard to achieve that goal. So when you consume carbohydrate before you train, what's going to happen? Well, number one, if you combine that carbohydrate with some sodium, you're going to get a very, very intense pump in the gym. And if you train, you know what I mean when I say pump. You're going to really inflate the muscle the skin's going to be tight around the muscle. You're going to be a lot more vascular. It's going to be a lot more blood shuttling through the veins. You're just going to get that insane pump and you're going to look really, really badass. And that is not necessarily, you know, to, to attract the ladies in the gym. What that is, is when I was finishing a workout session and I was going to go stand in front of the mirror and sort of try to truthfully evaluate where I was uh, in relation to how much time I was into the prep and how much time I had left before the competition, you know, I wanted to have the best, most clear picture of how I looked and how I was going to look on stage. And before you go on stage, I'm going to do a very systematic carb up after a hard depletion during my peak week, the week before the show, and then systematically refill my glycogen, carb up. And then especially on the morning of the competition, or in your case might be the morning of the competition, I have a client who's going to Vegas. And on day one of his Vegas trip, he's going to a pool party and he's really trying to get shredded for that pool party. So I'm using that pool party that my client's going to almost like a competition prep. So we're going to go through sort of like his own kind of a peak week the week before he flies out to Vegas. And then we're going to start to slowly carb up probably the, the day before he arrives and then have a little bit of a systematic carb up and then a pump up right before he walks out onto the deck of the pool party and peels off his shirt, able to show off all the hard ass work that he's been going through. And damn well, why not? What well, you should. So, you know, it's clearly you can use this anywhere. So by eating that little bit of carbohydrate around training, I'm going to bump myself out of ketosis, which for many, that's a good thing to bump out here and there and kind of reset. I'm going to give myself that carved up, uh, vascular pumped up appearance uh, for evaluating my physique and and this isn't really timing specific around the workouts, but the fact that I'm using carbohydrate as an advantageous tool around my training, I'm also going to get a bump in insulin for that period of time. That is a good thing too. Many in the carnivore keto community have vilified insulin and made it out to be the worst thing since the devil himself. And it's just not the case. Now, clearly, if you're insulin resistant or have symptoms of that and have, you know, some severe metabolic distress, this course of action may not be good for you. And you may want to avoid that and save it for down the road when we've repaired some of the damage. But for somebody who's training hard, who's not metabolically broken, that bump in insulin is good because though insulin, yes, technically is a storage hormone, it is also an anabolic hormone. It is good to have the presence of some insulin strategically in order to create an anabolic environment to help what? Grow, build muscle. 
okay? So I'm getting several benefits from having a little bit of carbohydrate around my training. So if I take in, let's just say hypothetically 25 grams of say rice, which is one of my favorite sources or cream of rice, which is my all time favorite source, 30 to 45 minutes before training, and then I go out and do a huge back workout, super high intensity. Number one, I'm going to use that fuel from those carbohydrates specifically to fuel those high intensity contractions that I'm going to be doing during that workout. Number two, it's going to bump me out of ketosis and it's gonna give me an insulin bump, which can be advantageous for the heavy lifter or the person trying to gain or maintain lean muscle mass. And the cool thing is, is here's your insurance policy. The reason why you shouldn't freak out over this because that small amount of carbohydrates that I'm taking in to an already glucose slash glycogen depleted physique, my body is going to use those 25 grams from that rice or cream of rice or rice cakes or whatever the case may be, and it's going to use up those carbohydrates in the form of muscle glycogen for that workout. And I can guarantee you because of that depleted environment that I started out in prior to consuming those carbs, those carbs are going to be completely gone or nearly gone by the time I do my last set of that workout. And even if it's not completely gone, the heightened rate of you know metabolism that I'm going to have achieved by stimulating that through the workout process itself, uh, any leftover glycogen in my system would be pretty damn depleted in a very, very short period of time post-workout. And then post-workout, I would generally consume just protein. That could be in the form of a whey isolate shake. It could be in the form of just maybe like a chicken breast or some very lean ground beef or you know, eggs or something like that. And that's just gonna be for recovery purposes. Now, somebody out there is gonna say, you don't have to do protein post-workout. There's no such thing as the anabolic window, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I've just kind of always done that. And even though it's not as big a deal as it, we thought it was back in the day, I still like that. I enjoy that post-workout protein. And I don't think there's anything negative that could come out of having some amino acids shuttled into the muscle shortly after a hard training session. So that's not a big deal. I'm all for it if that's your thing. And then over the, you know, in a few hours later, I go back to my normal hypercarnivore way of eating. So it's going to be back to protein and fat, you know, meat and eggs or fish and eggs or just meat or whatever. And then I go back to my normal high protein, moderate fat, very, very low carb approach after that. Uh, I might not consume another single gram of carbo carbohydrate following my workout. Uh, Every once in a while, I might go do a ruck or take a walk or do some cardio outside or chase my grandson around the backyard. And then after that, you know, I may occasionally have like some full fat Greek yogurt with a handful of in-season ripe berries that I picked off my own damn bushes. And there's nothing wrong with that either. So if that fits within your level of metabolic health, then I say go for it because those things are only in season for a short amount of time. And once they're gone, they're gone. And then I just stay very hyper carnivore throughout until those things are ripe and on my bushes again and ready to consume. So that's, I'm a very seasonal fruit eater. If it's ripe and in season, I consume it. And if it's not, then I generally don't. So I digress on that. that that's another topic altogether. So 
Around training, I think it can be very advantageous to consume some carbohydrate around training. You're going to bump out of ketosis, which can be a good thing. You're going to utilize that uh, carbohydrate for intense muscular contractions, i.e. training hard in the gym. You're going to give yourself an amazing pump, especially if you combine that with some sodium. I recommend using some element packets along with that carbohydrate. I'll usually do two element packets in my water bottle and I sip on that before the workout and all the way through my workout. That's gonna work with those carbs and really give you that insane pump. And then you're going to get the benefit of having that insulin bump from that little bit of carbohydrate, which is going to give you an anabolic effect. And the fact that those carbohydrates are pretty much gonna be damn gone by the time you finish that workout or at least shortly after means you're not going to have any negative effects, any negative net effects from that carbohydrate. It's only gonna be the good stuff and none of the bad. Now, caveat to that, clearly, if you are so carbohydrate addicted or sensitive to carbohydrates that having that little bit of carbohydrate prior to training causes you to go on some kind of a carb bender you just can't stop eating them, then no, don't do it. Or wait to a point where you know, you've altered that um, issue in your life and you're no longer tempted or you have the resolve to continue to say no and not eat anymore. That's why for some, you know, some people it's okay to have a little bit of carbs post-workout and I'm okay with that. And some of my clients do. And there were times where I did here and there because I knew my level of discipline was high enough to where it wouldn't push me to want to keep eating carbs for the rest of the day. So, but you know, pre-workout usually doesn't give you that craving cycle because you burn through that carbohydrate, you finish with that carbohydrate post-workout, then you bring in some very high satiety protein after the fact, and then generally you're not craving those carbohydrates anymore, especially if you've had a little bit of time developing that metabolic flexibility and being on a more carnivore slash ketogenic diet prior to that. So there's some, uh, some of my caveats to the whole situation. So that's how I use carbohydrate around training. I think it has benefits for many, and I don't think it's going to be some sort of an evil death sentence if you do that, provided you are a meta metabolically fit person, you're a hard training athlete, and you know, so those type of individuals, I think, could really gain some benefit from this, adding that little bit in. And at the end of the day, if you look, if you do the math, if you were to create a pie chart of my day, even when I'm doing pre-workout carbs, it's only, you know, by the end of the day, carbohydrate is go only going to account to, for about five to 6%, if that, of my total daily intake of carbohydrate for that day. So getting right back into ketosis is not a problem. And I, you know, I think mild to moderate ketosis is all you need anyway. It's not about how deep in ketosis you are. It's just about are you or aren't you? That's all that really matters at that point. And ketosis is not some metabolic miracle or fat loss miracle. It's just a metabolic state. And some people gain benefit from that met metabolic state. They find that it's easier to not be tempted by certain foods. They find they have this incredible mental clarity, which is something that I really enjoy about that so I like the lifestyle but I also like using those carbohydrates like that one wrench in your toolbox that only loosens that one damn bolt but you need it for that bolt because if you didn't have that wrench you might be screwed down the road so that's the way I look at carbohydrates because at the end of the day reminder class if you stop consuming protein 100% you die 
If you stop consuming fat 100%, you die. Stop consuming water 100%, you die. Stop consuming carbohydrate 100%, you're fine. You can be just fine. So use it as a productive strategic tool in your arsenal. Try it around training and you'll be good to go. Um, the other issue here, oh, and before you ask, no, I don't eat carbs on my non-training days. Um, there's no way to justify doing that. So I don't, uh, and I use work on generally a four day split. So there's gonna be three days, um, or excuse me, two days where my carbs are very low. And that third day is either gonna be another low carb day or it might be a refeed day. Refeeds, okay. Everybody wants to know about the damn refeeds. I've been doing refeeds and being attacked for them for many years relentlessly um i've had people say how can you be in the keto community and advocate these refeeds because i'm not a dogmatic zealot that is stuck in some you know narrow ideology and a slave to that when for some maybe not for you dear influencer slash coach slash trainer but maybe for some people that you may influence or work with, having a refeed may be very beneficial. And I've seen the benefits of these refeeds over and over and over again. What can happen is when you are eating very low carb, and if you're in a energy restriction or caloric restriction, if you will, there you run the risk of going if you go too deep for too long of lowering your metabolic rate and there's just something about that sustained level of low carb eating that for many who are especially those who are training hard in the gym can really start to plateau out and a lot of the Affects the fat loss effects and the metabolic effects that you're trying to strive for start to flatten out and plateau. Even some very compelling research has shown that people who do engage in regular refeeds don't have the same uh, metabolic uh, deterioration or metabolic slowing. Uh, as people who don't do refeeds. There are advantages. And I have witnessed these advantages with myself and with many clients firsthand over the years. So what I will do is one day in seven, unless it's just not needed, and it's clear that it's not, for the hardcore athlete, the hardcore gym rat, the physique competitor, somebody who's really trying to achieve a hardcore aesthetic goal, or somebody who's dieting hard in that deep deficit, you know, or during that phase of their program, I like to incorporate some refeeds. I'll use a couple of, ex of examples. Um, I've got a current client who is a physique competitor, female, and uh, we have started incorporating some weekly refeeds with her at this point in time in her contest prep. I have another client who's about to go into her second show of the year. We've already been through one. She did spectacular. client who's coming off 
one competition already this year and she's about to go in her to her second competition so she's having back-to-back competitions which can be very very tough and we definitely used some refeeds throughout the contest prep and even had some occasional mini refeeds just to keep throwing some kindling on the fire and keep things moving in the right direction so sometimes when results may slow or things may stall out that is definitely for many or most a good time to incorporate a refeed and i've had amazing results with that the way i like to do it is let's say a particular client or let's use yourself or even myself you we have a particular set of macros developed for you you know you have your certain level of protein that you're consuming on a daily basis a certain level of fat grams on a daily basis and a certain you know small level of carbohydrates typically around training you're working through that let's say you know sunday through friday uh, for the most part and we have planned a structured refeed for you on that saturday so what we're going to do is Technically, I would like the athlete to not be training on the day of the refeed. In this particular scenario, let's say it's that Saturday. So it's normal macros for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then on Friday, we're going to do a slight depletion day. So what we're going to do is let's say the particular client is on 40 grams of carbohydrates or 70 grams of carbohydrates or 50 grams of carbohydrates whatever that number is on that friday before the refeed i'm going to pull those carbs down into the basement as low as we can get them 10 10 grams or less ideally the fat then we're going to bump up a little bit okay because we're going to need to use that fat in that absence of carbohydrates so if we bring the carbs down a little bit down to about that 10 grams. I'm gonna bump the fat up a little bit just to compensate for that energy loss, okay? And then that will further deplete any glycogen within the muscles. And we would we would ideally like the athlete to be training on that Friday intensely while they're in that lowered carbohydrate uh, state. Uh, and then we bump up, as I said, the fat a little bit to compensate for that energy loss. And then on Saturday, that's when the refeed occurs. So now the fat, I'm going to pull that down, usually somewhere around 30 grams. You know, we want to have enough, you know, for metabolic health, hormonal health. You don't want to go too deep. So it's usually somewhere around 30 grams. Some people a little less, some people a little more, but it's usually somewhere in that neighborhood. Everybody's different. And the carbohydrates, we're going to bump way up. So, you know, for a petite female, it might be 120 grams or, you know, in one of my athletes cases that I just mentioned, she's at 142 grams. We calculated it down to the damn gram of the carbohydrate refeed that she's going to consume that day. Protein stays the same. But I always tell my athletes, it's okay if you exceed your protein goal. I don't really care. Protein's very important. And because we've lowered the fat, and only brought the carbohydrates up to a specific amount, that level of carbohydrate may not be enough to increase the level of caloric intake or energy intake from the reduction of fat. So it's okay if you bump up the protein a little bit that day as well. So you're having a high protein. And in terms of that individual, you would call that high carb, even though it's still relatively low carb. It's still for them a dramatic increase, sometimes two to three times more carbohydrate matter than they they would normally do. So we're going to replenish the muscle glycogen in the body during that refeed day and we always also make sure that the client is consuming carbohydrate matter that we know 
is easy on their gut, that doesn't bother them. Me, for example, I can do extremely well on anything rice-based. White rice, uh, rice cakes, cream of rice is my all-time favorite. I use that you know, a ton during my contest prep years. That works really, really well. Um, some people uh, you know, do well on potato, which I also think is usually for many uh, far less gut irritant, maybe a little bit of sweet potato, a little bit of white potato. Uh, some people, I have them uh, make it more of a resistant starch. You cook the potato, put it in the refrigerator overnight, then consume that next day. It's not going to be as tough on the gut. It's going to be in more of a resistant starch, starch mode, but, you know, that's another story. Uh, so anyway, they're going to do, they're going to take in their prescribed uh amount of carbohydrate during that refeed day as a sign to them from foods that we know are not gut irritant to them. And I also, there are people out there, and this is not a knock to them, whatever blows your skirt up is fine, but there are some out there that think you need to do this ridiculous high sugar stuff. Like I know people that'll do their carb refeeds on the freaking cocoa pebbles and fruit loops and shit and frosted flakes and, you know, pop tarts or you know, Rice Krispie treats or you're like, you know, things like that. That can be a, a big problem because if anything's going to push you to try to want to overindulge um, and you take your eye off the ball, those types of foods are going to do it. And they're going to be such a violent increase in immediate blood sugar that it may just make you sick. Um, I've tried that one time many years ago. I ate a bunch of like shit dry carbs, just high in sugar and very low fat. And then uh, an hour later, I went outside to try to go mow the yard and do some yard work. Got dizzy, thought I was gonna freaking pass out. Felt like absolute dog shit the rest of the day and realized that this was a really stupid thing to do. And we need to be very intelligent with what we do. A refeed is not an excuse to cheat or binge on shit. That is a cheat day and they are extremely rare on my program. They're not zero, but they're extremely rare, and again, solely based on the individual. So a carb refeed is going to be what you would say cleaner complex carbohydrate sources. And you can, you know, some can even mingle in a little bit of more simpler carbohydrates, like, you know, like a rice cake with a drizzle of raw honey might be okay for some, or have a drizzle of raw honey on top of your cream of rice. It just really depends on the individual and their individual tolerances. So anyway, so the client will consume an excessive amount of carbohydrate, you know, two to three times higher than what they're normally doing. Alexa thinks I'm talking to her. No. That was weird. Anyway, um, I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> They're always listening, people. They're always listening. Anyway, where the hell was I? Oh, anyway. Um, so yeah, we're going to take the carbohydrates up two to three times, some more, some less, based on the individual. We crunch those numbers out and we hold you to them. And then uh, on the next day, after you've replenished glycogen, 
if it's a non-training day, that's fine. If it's a training day, that's fine. Let's say in this particular situation, it's Sunday. We go back to the normal macros that you had been doing more than likely that previous week, Sunday through Thursday. And you're probably gonna wake up feeling pretty full. You're gonna probably be vascular. And most people on their first refeed and then on, you know, refeeds down the road always talk about they have an, an increased level of energy that next morning. Now, if you wanna blow a refeed and ruin it, keep eating a bunch of carbs the next day and the next day, and then you're just gonna go down you know, down the hole and you're gonna completely fly apart and the opposite effect that you're wanting is going to occur. There are some people out there that can do two days back-to-back -back refeed. Those people are rare. It's usually, you know, a, a larger athlete with a considerable amount of muscle that's already lean and seasoned uh, physique competitor, bodybuilder, you know, power lifter, somebody like that. Some of these people or people who are just genetically more lean uh, uh, can get away with that. But the overwhelming majority of the people that I work with are going to do that one refeed day. And it's not always every week. You know, sometimes we base it on just conversations that we have. We see what the client's going through see where their body might be going, where things might be leveling off, slowing down. And that refeed, I'm telling you, it's just like throwing gasoline-soaked kindling on the fire. The example that I sort of alluded to earlier with some of my clients, it happens all the time, and I will, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the example by telling you a story. It's story time. Um, and this has happened multiple times, but I'll use this one example. I have a, had a client who was a physique competitor, a woman, and this woman was just absolutely crushing it. She never missed a workout, never did a, a session of cardio, did everything to the letter, everything as prescribed, nailed her macros every single day. She wanted to do it, a physique competition in her 40s, and she wanted to do it ketogenic as much as possible. She wanted to use my hybrid approach. And she was doing amazing. And we were about six weeks out, if my memory serves correctly. I think it's roughly where we were. And a couple of weeks had went by and we were really on the home stretch, pushing to really take her to uh, the stage. You know, we're on our way close to peak week. It was coming up time for the show, really high stress, high pressure time. You know, it was, it was almost game time. And I remember it very clearly, it was an evening, she messaged me and said, I, I, this is not good. It's been a couple of weeks, I haven't lost an ounce. I haven't lost a pound. I have completely stalled out. I absolutely feel like hot garbage. I feel like shit. My performance, are suck My performance in the gym is sucking and it's just not coming together. I'm flat as a pancake. I'm not sleeping well. I'm stressed to the damn gills something's got to give. I said, got it. Message received. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to be fine. This evening, before you go to bed, I want you to get three rice cakes and I want you to drench them in honey and salt. Okay. And maybe even put a little bit of almond butter on top of that as well. I want you to devour those three rice cakes, honey and almond butter and salt. Then I want you to find the biggest banana you can find and drench that son of a bitch in honey and salt and down that thing. And then I want you to drink a big glass of water and then I want you to go to bed. 
Her reply, are you out of your fucking mind? I'm trying to win a competition here, and you're telling me to eat all these carbs and honey and salt and all this shit right before I go to bed? Which, which, which shouldn't that be the worst time? I said, trust me on this, just do it. You're gonna be fine. Went to bed, woke up the next morning, and about an hour after I woke up, I get about four o'clock every morning, I think it was roughly around 5 o'clock, 5.30, something like that, I get a message from her. And it was something the, along, along the lines of, I don't know what kind of voodoo horseshit you're doing over there, but I woke up this morning a pound and a half down. My muscles felt like saran wrap. My skin felt like saran wrap wrapped around my muscles. I felt full. I was vascular. I felt amazing. I slept like a damn rock. And this morning I have energy to spare. I can't wait to go crush it at the gym. I said, yeah, I know. I knew that would happen. That's why I told you to do it. And she's like, okay. And then at that point was a true believer from then on out and understood. I made it very clear, like this isn't going to be an everyday thing. <laughs> don't, don't get all excited. This is a tactic. This is a tactic in competition prep or photo shoot prep or beach trip prep or I want to be the best shape of my life for the first time in my life prep. Whatever the case may be, whatever the goal. Little hacks like this work and can make all the difference in the world and it is based on the individual and where they're at and where they came from, you know, and, and all of these factors have to be factored in. But the moral of the story is is if you're not a completely metabolically broken train wreck, these systems, these methods that I use with carbohydrate as a tool, a specific tool to be used at the right time, in the right amounts, in the right frequency, here and there, strategically, they can be a very powerful weapon, okay? Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about with refeeds and carbohydrates is this. I think I touched on this in episode one, talking about contest prep. And I'm experiencing this with some clients that I have that are former clients of others. And that's fine. Uh, I have nothing against anybody out there in the community, but I do, I raise an eyebrow over this one. If you are a well-trained athlete and you are very low carb and you're using fat and protein as your primary fuel sources but you're still trying to achieve an aesthetic result there's going to be a time where the day of reckoning is at hand it's it's we're about to that day of either the competition the photo shoot the beach trip the family reunion the class reunion whatever if you don't go through some method of depletion the week prior, and then some sort of a very calculated, structured carb up, roughly the day before, maybe two days before, depends on the person, and then a further continued carb up the morning of the event leading up to it, you're out of your damn mind. Because at that point, those carbohydrates are a hack. It's a tool. 
it's necessary in order to aesthetically bring out the most appealing, lean, jacked, shredded, vascular physique that you can prevent. Now, someone out there will say, well, I did it with a fat load. I didn't use carbs and blow up and I did well in my competition. That's great. Congratulations. But guess what? You could have been better. I don't care if you won your damn class. You still could have been better had you used the carbohydrate load. Because in a physique competition or, that's, or some scenario where you have a goal on that particular day, using carbohydrate as a weapon just during that time can make a profound difference on how you look or maybe in some cases how you perform. So don't discount that. And even if you are the most carb-phobic, anti-carb, carbs of the devil person on earth, at least in that moment in time, understand that that small resource of carbohydrate around that little window of time could be all the difference in how you present your physique on stage, behind the camera, or whatever the case may be. So I just wanted to get that out there and make that point. So. So that is why I use carbohydrates around training for myself and for others, but not everyone. It's an individualized thing. If you feel like maybe you can benefit from some of the stuff I'm talking about, perhaps hire me as a coach or do a consultation. It's all available at my website, robgoodwin.com. If you have questions, shoot me your questions. I'd love to hear from you. But that's what I do, and that's my very simple explanation of carbs around training and refeeds. You will often hear me use that phrase, carbs around training. Well, now you know what I mean by that if you weren't clear before. So hopefully this has been valuable. I don't think this one has been as long as some of my other videos. I'm trying to shorten them down. I think I'd be better maybe to give you more videos that are shorter than these epic hour and a half things. So hopefully I accomplished my goal. So at the very minimum, maybe give it a whirl. If you need some help with that, that's what I do. Got a lot of experience with that, but until then, until the next video, which is another one on deck, train hard, diet harder, but above all of that, do whatever it takes to have a great freaking day. Peace. <laughs>